0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your girl Mitzi and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today we are thinking about spirituality versus the church. Have you ever really thought about that before? What is the difference between religion and spirituality? I have this conversation all the time with myself and my my husband and my inner circle, but I love to hear your perspective on this, Georgianne. So luckily I do have a guest on the show that's going to be talking about this topic specifically and what it really means to her. Um, So, Georgianne, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself?
1: Well, thank you, Mitzi. It's nice to be here with you. Um, Yes, I am Georgianne Lowe, also known as Bunny. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's the title of my second book uh, is um, Resurrecting Bunny, A Wild Child's Pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, I'm of the age where I was kind of a, no, not kind of, I was a big time flower child. I was a hippie. <laughs> Born in Colorado, but moved to San Francisco and New York and back and forth in Santa Fe. And anyway, I really explored a whole new world in those times. And so what I had known and sort of given up on earlier on was um, my Episcopalian upbringing. And I liked church. I really liked it. I liked, you know, I liked the, I liked, the feeling of Jesus, I liked Jesus, you know, and then I got older and I didn't like that white man sitting on the throne type thing, so I gave it all up and uh, <laughs> and became a yogi uh, meditator. So um, that's when um, I began to, as I say, resurrect myself because I'd gotten pretty far out and unhealthy um, with drugs and lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll let you break in here. because It's like, go on and on.
0: No, you're perfectly fine. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've always separated spirituality and religion and church is the differences that with religion and church, there's rules. You know what I mean? You have to follow all of these rules just so you can qualify to go to heaven, just so you can qualify <laughs> to be accepted and to be loved and all this other this stuff and it for me it baffles me absolutely yeah. baffles me right yeah. so what i learned is that with spirituality it's nothing like that there's no rules it's only love you know what i mean it's <laughs> it's pure love and when you have that pure love your spirit responds differently you you respond differently you understand things differently and your spirit really guides you and you really become connected differently you know and i was reading your website i have it actually up right here and you have you State that sometimes there's a space and there's this clarity of discernment when you are able to actually connect with your spirit, and I I love that statement. I do. I honestly love that statement because for me, I say I have a spiritual walk with God. You know, that's that's what I claim. You know, because I don't see it as a religion. I don't see it as rules. Like for me, I I don't like that concept of religion. It just bothers me, and I think it bothers a lot of people because it makes them feel like they have to jump through hoops and go through all these obstacle courses to find that acceptance from God. And they make it more difficult than what it really is. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my opinion. What? what, what how do you feel about that?
1: Oh, I so told we're on the same page with that. We are of one mind with that, because the other thing that that really gets me about religion is then people can bo- they not only can boss you around, which I've never liked, but yeah. they can tell you what's right. Like, you know, like, say, for instance, the issue or the fact of um, homosexuality. I have a beautiful gay son and his he's mar- been married for years to a lovely man. Anyway, um, the fact that that there's some kind of religion or some aspect of Christianity that is so ego driven. So it's not Christ driven. It's not, shouldn't be called Christianity. It's driven by male ego or, or fear, fearful egos that say, Oh, anybody different from us? Oh no, no, we can't have them. Oh no, homosexuals or people who get abortions or whatever, you yeah. know, I mean, what, ha- what, where is Christ in that? Where is Christ in that? Christ mm-hmm. is in is in people as you say who work every day like every Hour every minute to remember to love because I forget it all the time. I went on a walk this morning and I you know got kind of snarky with people getting in my way. It's <laughs> not
0: hey, It's not just with walking; it's with driving. It's I, think I know we'll get triggered, you know. And I yeah. think that's when we realize that we're human. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're bound to make mistakes, and it's okay. It's when you don't learn from those mistakes that when it becomes a problem, you know, yeah. or when you continue to allow excuses. To make it acceptable for you to continue to make that a, into a habit. You know, that's when I feel like it's a true, true problem. But for us to make mistakes, it's just natural. You know, at the end of the day, God always says, Let me see your heart and I'll tell you who you are. And if your heart is pure with love and joy and have that sincerity, I mean, no one can judge you. You know, honestly, I feel like no one can judge someone because they don't know someone's intentions. And I think intentions have, a big, big, big um core into how we move and how we live and how we act. And if our intentions are not right, well, it creates a ripple effect of that in our lives. But that's just my opinion. What do you
1: think? No, no, I, I totally agree. I that sort of brings to mind, I love that you remind me that I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd know it by now. <laughs> no, I think
0: everybody needs that reminder. No one's perfect. Yeah, I know. And if you think you are? Well, then have a
1: reality check. <laughs> well, we keep trying, you know, not, not that I'm trying to be perfect, but I, I think trying to live the love. That I know, that I feel, that I seek in the middle of the night when I'm scared of what's going on in the world. Um, I can just get so quiet within within a breath, which is my meditation um, practice, to come into the breath and to feel that connection. It's almost like between the breaths or between the thoughts is where God resides. I otherwise, like that. Otherwise, no, just-
0: I, I understand exactly what you're saying. There's this there's a space that belongs to him. And no matter how crowded our mind can get and how chaotic it can get, in reality, he's just right there. So believe me, what how you're describing is I I understand. If nobody else understands, well, you know what? Think a little harder, y'all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and the other thing, Mitzi, is that um when I judge people, which I do all the time, uh, when I judge someone and I think oh how could they do that and then I then something taps me on the on the head or the sh- and it says Well, you've done that, or you've done something kind of like that, you know. And then I go, "Oh, that's right." Well, right. Like, there
0: goes my hypocrite side coming out. No, I think everybody has that hypocriteness and inside of us where we we judge too soon, or you know, we're willing to point the fingers at others. But I think it just comes down to us being human and us being uh, trying to diminish it more in our lives. You know, if we're able to recognize those bad habits within ourselves and those bad things that we know are bad morally, then I think that's when it truly makes us realize that it's a work in progress. You know, we're so instinctively to judge, you know, we're so instinctively to complain and, you know, not to see the good or just to be ungrateful sometimes or even greedy at times, you know, because I've been seeing that a lot with the pandemic and just with, you know, people being fearful of, of the unknown, because at this point, we really don't know what to expect with, with life at this point, you know, and, and it can, really be boggling you know and I think when we are able to just take a second and meditate and breathe and and focus on ourselves on our spirit we realize that we have enough everything's okay don't worry you know what I mean we start to really put ourselves in this calm and this joy of this peace and I feel like when you really connect with your spirit you really are able to to come back to reality sooner you know what I mean ground yourself versus flying away and drifting away into our fears and our anxieties, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. And this, we are living in in very challenging times. It's very scary. Um, but if we can keep coming back into that space that we're talking about that the moment, this perfect, this moment right here, mm-hmm. none of the things that we fear are happening right now. Yeah. So if we can keep, keep coming back, it's like a, it's like a source, It's like an ever-burgeoning river or stream of of abundance and um, well-being in the moment and we can find that through as you say meditation or just reminding ourselves even just simple practice of when you first wake up going into that space before you get all jacked up about what you have to do and who you have to see and what what might happen just go into that space in the breath just 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 momentarily just to say Oh, here I, here I really am. And this is good. This is good. What we have right now, what we're afraid of is scary. I mean, it's out there and we, and the media, you know, we, we get fed a lot of fearsome stuff. We have to know what's going on. I agree, but um, we don't have to um, indulge in, um, in fear mongering and feeling like there's no way out.
0: Yeah. I think
1: you said it perfectly. And it's,
0: it's just crazy how some people are, are, allowing themselves to indulge into it. I'm not sure if it's just because they like the way that feels or Mm -hmm. if it's just because they're stuck in that routine. However, I think it's important that the more curious and the more we question our surroundings and our thoughts and, you know, what's happening really, then it gives us a way to really find the real understanding that we're truly seeking, you know? And I guess when you realized at that point that you were done serving some white man on a pedestal, when, um, how hard was that for, your, for the people around you to accept your journey?
1: Well, um, hmm. I, I think, like, for instance, I was thinking this morning, my book, um, Resurrecting Bunny, A Wild Child's Pilgrimage, has something in it to offend everyone. Gotta <laughs> <Because> love it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a very, uh, if like, I go to the Episcopal Cathedral now, and I um, volunteer as a spiritual director and with the kids singing and stuff. But there are people there who would not like my book because my book says, you know, you don't even have to call it Jesus Christ. It is, it is, it exists, it, it, whatever it it's in us, it's with us, it's love. Mm -hmm. And of course that bothers some people, you know, the conventional Christian belief is, no, you have to be baptized, you have to be, you know, you have to, you know, be a follower of Christ, which I consider myself very powerfully to be, but I can also see the beauty in all religions. And I can bring the joy that that gives me because Christ said to us, you know, the kingdom of God is within what I do, you can do. And I believe that. I to- I believe that with my whole soul, my whole experience in life has shown me that. So um I think that, uh, that my book offends people and people have a problem with my, my being. So, you know, able to say, I'm I'm with Christ is in me, Christ is with me, um, because they've given up on religion a long time ago. And it's not hip in certain, you know, um, sort of, who are these people, right? I think that they're, um, they're, they're sort of um, intellectuals and stuff. They think they're, they're in their minds all the time, not their hearts so much. So the other people who kind of gave, gave me a hard time with it. No, those are all the people. Well, a lot of people have given me a hard time, but that's the beauty of getting older is I could give a
0: take. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And what I realized is that people who get offended are the ones that just can't perceive the way that you do. You know what I mean? Because I feel that we all have a way of trying to understand stuff so that we can, so it makes sense for us, you know, so we put it in categories, we put it in boxes, we put it in these sections just so that it makes sense. And when we hear somebody else explain something like spirituality and, and and having a relationship with God in an unorthodox way, And they don't have those boxes there. You know what I mean? They don't have those extra spaces where you can add a box in your thought process. You know what I mean? They don't have that option. They're so narrow-minded with blinders on that they just choose to perceive life and and God or certain certain things and people or deities or however people want to label it to be in a way that just how they accept it, you know, and, and it's frustrating because people like yourself and myself who are so open and we have a different understanding of Christ and we, we see him more of love and with love and because love is powerful in itself and people don't understand love, you know, and when people don't understand love or they see love in a certain way, then they can't understand God either. You know what I mean? So it makes it difficult and it makes it like all this, this loop-de-loop because people will argue with you over. An understanding that they do have, but but the way that you're describing it just doesn't make sense to them. It's crazy.
1: Oh, you're so you're such a smart woman. I'm so glad to get to know you. I'm really glad you're, you're out there. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. You know, I had to realize this in, a, in at a very young age because I grew up as a flower child. I was one that loved life and loved everything and no one could do no wrong and give me a hug because I love you already. You know, I was one of those type of child and my parents literally tried to take that away from me, you know, and to the point where I conformed my mind to the way that they wanted me to just so that I can make them happy. And it got to the point where I couldn't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Where I realized like I'm I'm killing myself inside with the wrong understanding and the wrong way of living and the wrong way of being just because it makes two people happy and whoever else makes them happy. You know what I mean? And I couldn't live my life like that anymore. So I searched for, I like separated myself from my family and I searched for a better understanding in the way that I knew was was right in my heart. So once I found that out, I realized no one can tell me anything
1: because I know what I know now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's the, it's the inner work. It's the work on yourself that has to be done. And people who are like, there are a lot of politicians, for instance, who not just politicians, but people who are so sure they have the right way and there's only one way, and it's their way. We had a, a former president like that. <laughs> um, and to be that sure is is like really signing your death warrant. It's like you you know to be that sort of stuck is is a very sad thing. And you talk about openness. There'd be so much love and joy in people's lives if they could just get past that wanting to be right. That's their ego. They're ego driven. And I'm yeah. I'm very I'm truly sad for them because they might be wonderful people underneath all that stuckness. Yeah. I, I, I think that's,
0: I, lo- I love your perspective too, because you say it in a way that's so perfectly understood because I'm just thinking like, man, I mean, if people would just rip off that bandaid, it would be so much easier to enjoy and to just enjoy life, you know, stop being so stubborn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is stubbornness. It is very, very definitely stubbornness.
0: Um, and I guess to get back on the topic of spirituality, you know, a lot of times people say that there's gifts when it comes to spirituality, you know, that sometimes you can tap into certain gifts, you know, and one of the biggest controversies that I've heard out there is that when you when you seek your self through the path of God, you know, through worship or meditation or prayer, however people want to identify it as that you learn that you have certain spiritual gifts. And then that's like the good way or the um, positive way, you know, because they're natural versus the ones who seek those gifts, you know, that read books and to try to tap into that. And you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So for me, in my perspective, I feel that the ones that tap into it and search for a specific type and they try to find like, let's say reading cards or reading people, or you know what I mean? Things of that nature. It's not in a good, it's not coming from a good place from, from my perspective. I mean, what do you, what would you have to say about when it comes to spiritual gifts?
1: I, I really agree with you in that. Um, Well, what comes to my mind is I'm a singer and I have been for years. I'm a jazz singer. And nowadays I am also reading from my books. So I might read even a prayer or a just a way to bring the audience into a quieter, into a kind of more reflective, interiorized place, and then sing a song, maybe a jazz standard, maybe a song that I wrote that I believe what I'm singing. So I've been a singer for years and years and years. And I used to just kind of have an overlay of, oh, I think I'll try and sing like Billie Holiday. (laughs) I tried that for a while or Ella Fitzgerald or this person or that. And that's what you do when you first Start out with something because you don't have your own voice. And for me, my voice is spiritual. It's it's been something I have sought ever since I was a hippie at love-ins in uh, in uh, Southern California. You know, wandering around. <laughs> Just seeking my own voice, so so my own things that I had to say that were real and my own true voice to sing with. So in that in that example is my gift coming out of me for other people, and it's it's a gift. It's not something where I want something. Well, I would like people to clap, actually, but (laughs) but even if they don't, you know, there's. There's a, a more powerful. There, there's this. My spirit is behind me. So, so that's that's all I need is to know that.
0: Yeah, I think that that's right. Is that when people have that understanding of knowing that your spirit is with you in what you're doing, then you're doing it for good. You know what I mean? You're doing it for the right reasons. I think it's when you know that your spirit's not standing behind you. It's your own self, your own ego, your own your own self-driven motive. Photos, then that's when it becomes bad. You know, that's that's from my understanding and from my perspective.
1: Well it doesn't really help people when it's not <laughs> coming from a real place in you when it's coming from sort of a neurotic part of yourself it's not as helpful to others and i think most people i know anyway are trying to make a difference in the world they're trying to you're trying to do that mitzi you're trying to make a difference in the world Mm -hmm. and i applaud you for that and and you're saying you're saying your truth and that is that it's because your spirit is involved your soul is involved in this Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's beautiful thank you and it's and thank you for that because when 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 it's involved it lasts longer you know what i mean the, what what your purpose your purpose comes to you you know it's it's not about manifesting it's just about living life and doing what you know is best in your heart you know and i think there's a difference there that people don't necessarily understand when it comes to, because i feel like there's so many people now that are confusing doing what you should be doing in, on purpose with your spirit walking with what you so, what you should be doing versus just walking to walk you know what i'm saying if that makes sense
1: well i think so yeah it's um it's kind of um being a poser
0: Yeah, thank you. That's
1: a nice, good word. Yeah, I mean, because I know that because I've certainly done enough of it. (laughs) Um, But it's um, until it becomes real to you. and, And as I say, I cannot, I can't say enough how important meditation. I started meditating when I was 28. And of course, I wasn't. I'm still not a great meditator or anything. And I raised three children. So, you know, during that time, it was like maybe two minutes I'd have in the mornings, (laughs) but I kept with it. And it's just showing up again and again, kind of saying, you know, if you want to put it in in, um, um, religious terms, I, I want to be with you, God. I want to be with you, Divine Mother, or, you know, or just in Buddhist terms, because they don't have higher deities like that, you know, just being, I want to be in in truth. I want to be in spaciousness. I want to be um, in that place where I wish good for all human beings, all sentient beings. Anyway, there, it doesn't matter how you say it, but it's coming into that space, that intention again of saying, I want to be right. I want, I mean, right in the sense of being virtuous or with my soul, with my, my God-given soul. Uh, I don't know. I could just blab, blabber on about it. But I'm just saying, I guess I'm just trying to say that meditation for me has always been my, um, my backbone,
0: yeah, no, you you wouldn't be the only one that says that. Believe me, I've heard it a few times before where meditation always has been key to people to really center themselves and to really get into a place where they can actually focus, you know? And I think if it's for people, then, I mean, if it's for you specifically, then continue. You know what I mean? I think if it works for you, then why stop? Try something else that may not work for you, but may work for somebody else, you know? And I think it's an avenue that's really, helps put you into alignment, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that we are all searching for. We're all searching for that alignment because we all get discombobulated yeah. some way, somehow. <laughs> and we, we allow the pressures of life or society or your environment, or even yourself to get you out of place and in this discomfort where you start to feel like, oh, this, this, this blah, you know, sometimes where you're just like, oh, I don't want to do nothing, you know, and it's common and it's common. And I think it's comes down to the fact that we all need to remember we, are all mere humans. We're just human beings. Whatever label you want to identify yourself with, it doesn't matter because we're all human beings. We all have breath in our lungs and we're all just trying to survive and figure this out and we all don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We all yeah, don't do. know what we're doing. We're all just going by that instinct and that gut feeling and what's inside of us and what our heart tells us. And I think once people realize that, then people will have a happier joyful life and they don't they shouldn't wait until they're they turn 80 years old until Mm -hmm. they finally feel peace like no you can get it when you're two or you can get it whenever whenever you want to join that cloud go ahead
1: Yeah, you know, that is so very true and I when you're speaking I I hear you saying, you know, we are each one is a separate human being, but we're all one. There's 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 a oneness about being human. You know, it's it's more than just being sisters and brothers. It's it's like I don't know there's something, I guess it's the life force that just flows through all of us and and the soul power and the love it's all it's all there and it's all it's all at our fingertips you know we can we can use that but if we're lost in our own thinky think 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 mind that's telling us all kinds of damn things you know then we can't access that. We can't find it because you have to be, you have to be quiet to, to sense it, to feel Yeah, it.
0: you do. You really do. You have to have that moment of silence and not a lot of people can deal with silence. So I think once you are able to, to manage silence, you're, you're, It's just free fall
1: from there. You're ready to go. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're right. And I guess
0: to to start wrapping up the show, what would be some great advice that you could possibly give myself or my audience?
1: (laughs) Well, you just led me right into it by saying that beautiful thing about silence. If you can manage silence, because I think we're all afraid. Of silence. Mm -hmm. It's like scary. It's like, ooh, what's going to happen now? So, when you go out to a club or a bar or a restaurant, you know, there's always got to be a television on, always got to be a television on, something going on, you know, something demanding our attention. No, turn it all off. Listen to the silence. There's so much power and peace in silence.
0: Yeah, there it, it truly is. It's a different type of feeling where you just have to experience it to really be able to embrace it. You know, it's not a bad thing, you know, and if you do have a bad perspective of silence, I dare you to put your foot into it. You know what I mean? You never know. You never know what might happen, but Georgian, this has been such a great conversation a great yeah. sharing of perspective. I truly did not know what to expect going into this conversation, but coming out, I just want to hug you. <laughs> you are so awesome. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know more about Georgian, you just go to MitzyThinking.com under special guests. You'll find, excuse me, her link to her website. So you can find out more about Georgian, everything about Georgian and con- contact her if you're trying to figure out your own spiritual walk or you're not sure exactly how to go about it you know hit her up and she'll gladly i'm sure she'll gladly um assist you on this journey because nobody should walk it alone and if you feel alone don't feel alone because everyone's or mostly everyone's trying to figure it out too <laughs> all righty y'all, y'all take care bye